Welcome back, everyone. We are on episode five of the Checkerboard Chat. Um, as you know, unfortunately, Tennessee did not make the SEC championship game, so there's no football game to talk about. But there is a lot to discuss around the program. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I would say biggest thing coming out of this week probably would be, uh, for us, the transfer portal. Uh, there's been a couple of dudes hit that we probably need to touch on, uh, and I'm going to let Chase start off with all that. Yeah, uh, five guys leaving the program so far as of uh, Saturday, December 3rd. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more, you know, it, and it's not that they have anything against the university or whatever. It's just lack of playing time, see talent coming in, you know, writing's on the wall for a lot of these guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you get to this point of the season, it's one of those you hate to see him go, but at the same time, like a kid of that age, you can't really blame them for leaving if they're seeking a better opportunity. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> first guy, you know, uh, we had Jimmy Holiday declare, not declare, uh, basically jump in the transfer portal. He's been a uh, he's been a kickoff return guy for us this year. He's been pretty good. I mean, it seems like in our kickoff chances, it's been a lot of fair catches and not a whole lot of attempted returns. But uh, he had six receptions for 106 yards total on the season. Um, yeah. So I hate to see a guy like that go. I feel like he yeah. could have been really good, but. Absolutely. And I feel like of of the ones that are transferring out, Jimmy Holiday's probably the biggest name um that we would know is, you know, casual fans. Right. Um, yeah, casual fans probably probably is the biggest name I would I would assume. As far as as far as the, you know, dude turning on TV to watch the Tennessee game, Jimmy Holiday's the, the name that you're gonna recognize. Like you said, he was the one that was returning um you know, fielded kicks and whatnot. So uh, I, the other guys, I don't know that they've had as much playing time. Uh, not that he's had a ton, but he has had some meaningful minutes. So, yeah. Uh, next guy that that we got down here, uh, Jimmy Callaway. He's a sophomore. He uh, two receptions for twenty yards versus Akron. It's the only game he had with the recorded stat all this whole season, and he got ejected from that game too. Do you blame him? <laughs> I mean, up. do I blame him for throwing punches? Yeah, kind of. That's crazy. You're in a college football game, bro. I mean, I get that, but I got I, I got to have my boys back. Yeah. You use diving at knees. Yeah, uh, they were. They were being real nasty. But. No, but I, I, I do I 100% agree with you. Like, 
Now, you gotta hold course, your composure. That's not the reason. Yeah, that's not the reason he's leaving. I'm sure they didn't oh, scold yeah. him enough to make him want to transfer out. Surely but, not. But you have to know, you know, what you can do and what you can't do. Um, yeah, <laughs> during a game for sure. Yeah, and uh, moving on, a, re- a guy that that me and you both hate to see go, just because we we both think he had tremendous upside here, and uh, I'll be looking forward to see where he goes and hopefully follow his career going on is uh Justin Williams Thomas, true freshman. Played in three different games this season for Tennessee. He uh I mean he he has the body and the size of someone that could really flourish in this league. Absolutely. Man, listen, before I even knew who this dude was, I was hyped, okay? Like Justin Williams Thomas is a running back Came out of Dallas, Georgia. And I'll be honest with you, the only reason I knew who he was is, uh, you know, our friends, Philip and Michaela, live in Dallas, Georgia. So I was like, you know, they told me about him. I, I looked him up. And like you said, I seen pictures of this dude and stacked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I was like, holy cow. You know, this guy's got chances to be somebody special. Um, and unfortunately, he just, I, I don't know. The reason he's transferring, I don't know if he didn't get playing time he was seeking or what as a freshman, but uh, the one carry that I can remember him having was in, I wouldn't call it garbage time, but he did get in and he did fumble the ball. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. It was early. I mean, he did fumble the ball. It was very early in the season. Now, of course, I'm sure he's gotten better, and I'm sure that's not obviously what's going to happen every time he touches the ball. That That'd be ridiculous, but... Um, he's got the body for it, uh, and I'm sad to see him go. I was so looking forward to seeing him, you know, come out and flourish. And I've seen preseason videos of him sitting on that leather couch for Spire, and you know the the Tennessee you know, football official page, and you know he's he's doing all these fun things. It looked like he was really enjoying himself here. He had a good time. He fit in. He loved it. But at the same time. As a competitor and an athlete, you're looking for playing time. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it, it is what it is. Yeah, and uh, going over his stats, he played in three games, which I already mentioned. Uh, three carries, nine yards against UT Martin. Five carries, 22 yards against Akron. Three carries, six yards in his college debut versus Ball State. Uh, so, you know, it, he, didn't, he didn't really make an appearance in any of the meaningful games for Tennessee this year, but – yeah, he did show up a few a few times and uh Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it wasn't in garbage time, but it was also against teams that you should beat by what you beat them by. So, I mean, you know, uh, I hate to see that guy go. My biggest thing is potential, upside, and the body. Like you said, that dude had the body to be a legitimate SEC running back and I feel like out of everybody that's transferring, according to what we got, we got five right now that's officially in the portal, correct? I think so. That's just, yeah, number five. That's what I got. I got I got five. Um, I feel like he's going to be the one that goes somewhere and has the most success. Probably. I could see that happening. He's going to go to somewhere. I don't know where he's going to go, but I could feel him. I, I, get the, I get the vibes that he's going to be like a, uh, goodness, what's that guy that was, here and there and everywhere. 
went to TCU, transferred from TCU to Ole Miss. He's, he's, he's an Ole Miss right now, Zach year. Evans. Yeah, Evans. I feel like that's what he's going to be. He's going to be one of those. He didn't find his uh, he didn't find his spot up front, but he's going to go somewhere else and he's going to have success. Yeah, yeah, and of course we we wish him the best here. Um, moving on, uh, a guy that didn't play for Tennessee this year, but but played some really meaningful snaps for Tennessee last year, Lenith Whitehead. Um, you know, he got injured preseason. He didn't play this year. Played eight games as a redshirt freshman last season with thirty two carries and two hundred and seven yards, and uh. You know, not to say that we missed him this year, but uh, you know, the extra depth would have been great in some of those games. <laughs> I mean, you you play in the SEC, and you know, like you said, at what point is depth not a good thing to have? You know, I mean, yeah. it don't matter what position it's at, but it's it's great to have somebody like Laneith that has had experience and has ran the ball in a game in the SEC. That you could plug in at any time you really needed. Yeah, definitely, definitely is uh, something really good to have when you play SEC football. And then the 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 last guy we have here is uh, Miles Campbell. He's a tight end. He's a redshirt freshman. Um, he's made his season d- debut this season against UT Martin. Uh, he played 13 offensive snaps in that game. He didn't record any stats, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's the only game he. He checked into this season. I would absolutely love to tell you that this cat's a stud. He's going to be a you know an NFL player. My thing is, I, I honest to goodness just don't know enough about him. That that's yeah. my thing, and that that may very well be just because he's a freshman and we just yeah. haven't had the opportunity to see. So, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, goodness, he could go to the NFL and be a, a Zach Ertz or a Travis Kelsey, for all I know, I just, as far as what he's done to this point, just not enough on the paper to, right. to tell. Yeah, we we had a former Vol, we call him former Vol, uh, transferred out to Oklahoma with the big scandal about the paying players and everything, the McDonald's bag stuff. But, uh, <coughs> He declared for the NFL draft, Eric Gray. That is Oklahoma running back and former VFL. Don't Eric don't give Gray. me that. Don't give me that. According to him. Do don't give understand? me that. Former VFL. How can he be evolved for life when you didn't when you weren't even evolved for your four years in college? How does that work? <laughs> My thing, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm going to be the first guy to stand up and tell you I absolutely loved Eric Gray. Okay. Oh, but, me too. Me too. But you, you don't get, in my opinion, you can't bounce when things get tough and then turn around and claim to be the VFL. You right. know what I'm saying? That's my opinion. And, and Eric Gray does some great things. Yeah, it could have been one of those things where he didn't have a choice but to hit the road, you know, pack his things and get out of here. No, and, and I, I, I agree with that, but at the same time, you can't convince me that Henry Toto, Eric Gray, and Wanya Morris were the only three getting payments. Oh, no. If that's what you not. want to call it. Everybody else stuck around. But you had those were the three, those are the three big names. Wanya Morris, right. Henry Toto, and Eric Gray. When things got tough, they all bounced. And you know, hey, look, I, I get it. They're 
20-something-year-old dudes, okay? I, I get it. When If you, if you want to go and better yourself, that's fine. But also, you don't get to turn around and say, well, you know, good old Tennessee, you know, they got me on the right. You don't get to be a VFL. You you bounced. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. I, I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, another former Fair. of all, Tyon Evans, transferred to Louisville after last season, right? So he, he played one year, yes. one year for Louisville. He declared for the NFL draft. He's somebody that I, dude, I, I really hated to see him transfer. I thought he could have been really, really good here. I mean, he was good here, you know. Yeah, he was. I mean, it's one of the, <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, I, I, again, I, I, I obviously know enough about him to speak on it, but. I, I'm not confident enough to. I know what Eric Gray did to me. I know Eric Gray more than Tyon Evans. Um, Tyon Evans held a good spot here, but again, I. It's just one of those I don't know enough to to talk about. Obviously, Evans was a huge part of our run game. Yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those. It's weird. Like I've I've watched every game of that season. But at the same time, like I don't, he didn't stick out enough to me to appear in the old, uh, you know, uh, Mandula Oblongata. I don't have that <laughs> just stashed away. Right. So uh, it just, I, I don't know. I, I wish everybody that's transferring, I wish them the best. I know how I was when I was 20, 21, 22, 23 year old. I mean, I've made some mistakes. I've, you know, tried to correct myself. Um, and if they feel like coming here was a mistake, all I can do is hope them the best. And wherever they land, I hope they have the most success that they that they have. Um, my opinion is is that once you have left here, you don't just get to claim, ah, you know, I got my start at Tennessee, so I'm a VFL. That's not how that works, in my opinion. Now, I I know I may be in the minority there, but Eric Green don't get to come here get his start, go somewhere else because they paid him money on top of what we paid him, I'm sure, and then just say, ah, you know what? I love him, old boys from Tennessee. I'm a VFL. Yeah, I've, I've heard differing opinions on the VFL uh, controversy, if you want to call it that. <laughs> you know, uh, Oh, it's a it's a talking point, that's for <laughs> sure. Some some people say if you, uh, if you bled and sweated on the field for Tennessee, then you deserve to call yourself a VFL, you know. Some people Lane Kiffin of VFL? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Butch Jones of VFL? <laughs> not even in the slightest. Because I can tell you those players put out a lot, but so do coaches. Are we gonna call them VFLs? No. Not even. And that's close. not to say anything. You know, I obviously there are players that come here that never get to sniff the field. But I would consider them VFLs if they stuck around. Yeah. I mean, if you're giving your all and you're fully committed to the team for your entire college career, then I call you a VFL. But if you decide to dip when things get rocky, no, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm a VFL. You know what that stands for? Some of these guys call it a uh, a vol for a certain time. Yeah. Not the long time. I I don't know, man. I and, and it sounds, I'm sure, like I'm dogging on these guys. I'm really not. I hope they go wherever it is that they want to go, and they have. I hope half of them become Heisman finalists. They're like they're they're just regular dudes that play good football. I hope they have great success. 
but I don't know, man. Maybe it's the orange colored glasses. I just see me sitting here and I'm looking and I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I would hope that if I showed up here and, and uh, didn't have that much success and decided to transfer out, that I would be called a VFL because I love this place. I don't know if those guys loved this place. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely true. Growing up, being a huge fan of Tennessee for for the rest of your life, for the, for the rest of my life, you know, I, I plan on definitely loving the University of Tennessee. And uh, if I ever got that opportunity, which way past and gone, <laughs> <laughs> definitely you not this guy. eligibility left. <laughs> but if I ever got that opportunity <laughs> and it didn't work out for me and I got and I got an opportunity to actually go get some playing time somewhere, you know. I, I, again, you can't blame them. Honestly, you can't. Uh, so earlier this week, uh, what was it? Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday we played, night. Wednesday night, we played McNeese State in basketball. That's Tennessee men's basketball. Um, I watched the game. It was one of those kind of jab at my phone, jab at the TV. We won by 36, I believe. Yes. Spread was 35. Yes. You know what I got to say about that? Chiching. Good. Good teams win, great teams, <laughs> great teams cover. cover. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's it. That's it was it. a sweat. I don't know that I've ever watched a team win by 36 <laughs> and sweat. Yeah. But I did. So it was definitely a sweat. Uh, Josiah Jordan James again did not play. Still not playing. And I'll be honest with you. I'm not that concerned about him being in because these are kind of garbage teams, quote unquote. He needs to be in for the big ones. December 17th. Chase Harmon's birthday, co-host of the Checkboard Chat, on his <laughs> birthday, we play what is right now, number four, if I ain't mistaken, number I think it's four, four, Arizona. You need to be ready for that game. And in my opinion, you need to have had at least a little bit of playing time Yeah, to get back in that rhythm. Yeah, I, ho- I hope Josiah's ready to go soon. Because uh, I don't know if we can compete with the top tier programs without and a lot of people different opinion Tennessee's best player. Uh, certainly Tennessee's one of Tennessee's best player. I would argue, and so would some of the national media guys, uh one of Tennessee's best defenders for sure, regardless of scoring, is definitely one of Tennessee's best defenders. Um of course, <laughs> if you recall, last year I mean you went to the game in Knoxville. Yeah, probably one of the best games I've ever seen, either on TV or in person. That came down, you know, I was what was it? Last couple minutes, we kind of ran away with it. With yeah, it, it was a blast. And we Got started, on, we started hot. It was a good. Yeah, that was one of the yes, exactly. I remember now uh, to the T. That was when we jumped out like thirteen to nothing. Yeah, it was it was a big, big start. But big. do not. Do not confuse Arizona for a pushover. They no. will come back. They did in that game and actually led. Um, I, it came down to the wire. And like I said, you, I mean, I say down to the wire like it was a last shot, uh, last second shot. But, it, I mean, it came down to the point where, you know, they had to start fouling to get us back in the game or then back in the game where we were shooting free throws and hoping to goodness we just missed. 
Yeah. I mean, but anyway, what what we're getting at is we need Josiah to be ready to go for that game because we're it's I mean, we're gonna need him. We're gonna need Josiah Jordan James back for that. Absolutely. <clears throat> I just uh I jumped the gun. So this coming Sunday we play uh, I think it's St. Mary's School of the Blind and Deaf. <laughs> Alcorn State. And I th- <laughs> they opened their season against Ole Miss and uh, lost that one. Of course, Ole Miss is a respectable basketball team this year. But uh, <laughs> I've, Yeah, I've seen national talking heads um, talk about Ole Miss being like the surprise team of the year. Yeah, you know, I mean, the they've done pretty good so far this year. Basketball, so. Yeah, they've been pretty good so far this year, so uh, – I mean, Alcorn State. What are they? Three and five on the year. So that, I mean, they're not great. Three and five on the year. They're not great. I don't even know if I'd call them good. Tennessee shouldn't run away with this one with no issues at all. Um, but again, games are not won on paper. You got to go out and and play. You got to go. That's why out they play it. the games, baby. That's why they play the games. <laughs> you know, um, as painful it is to rerun it. <laughs> Tennessee did play South Carolina in football and got beat. So, uh, you know, you have to play these games. Um, we should beat them by, I would say, no less than 30. 15 to 20 points. I mean, I'm being generous. Yeah, yeah. If you I, don't I'd beat say, them by I'd 15 say 20. to 20, you're, you're struggling. Probably. And uh, uh, anyway, that, that game tips off at 6 p.m. Sunday. That's yeah. tomorrow for us. Uh, 6 p.m. Sunday. It's on SEC Network Plus. Ooh, gotta have the internet streaming. Gotta have the internet streaming. You're not gonna find it on TV. Sucks. And uh, ESPN Analytics gives Tennessee a uh, 97.8% chance to win this ball game. It, oh, I mean, it should be pretty straightforward. 97.8. 97.8. That's went down. I sent 104 earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 97.8. And uh Vols go in, take care of business, walk out of that one with a with a pretty easy win. Should be should be good to go after that. Should be good to go. Like I said, I mean to me, honestly, what I'm looking for in this game, um I'd love to see Triple J come in, get some playing time. Even if he's not a thousand percent healthy, let him come in and just get a couple minutes. <clears throat> get back in the rhythm. Yeah, get some, Throw some passes. Nice. Do something. Get you know, go down and get a couple shots up. Um, because like I said, we do have some meaningful basketball coming up. So we have to play Arizona, and then so that's December seventeenth. Um, and then there's another game against a good team. I'm, is Maryland not really good this year? Do we not play them in Brooklyn? We we might, yeah. So that's another good team. That's. I'm not sure that they're undefeated. Um, I know they have beaten Ohio State. I did see that. So I mean, you know, you got you got some big time ball coming up. So and, and this is totally off off topic, off of everything that we plan to talk about. But we just got some breaking news live here. Of course, it's not live for you guys, but live for me and Alex. Well, it's live for you. I don't even know what you're talking about. But okay. we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> you ready? That's Apparently, it. Alex Golish is out the door. Cincinnati? No. South Florida. UCF. No. South USF. Florida. Okay. USF. Okay. USF. Um, who's their head coach? Who did they hire? Or is uh, it him? I, I, I think it's him. I think he is the head coach. Okay. 
Okay. I start saying that doesn't make sense to go. That's like a below lateral move if he's going OC to OC. You know, but we've talked about it, Chase. I mean, before the season, we talked about, especially midseason, we kind of knew he was going to go. Yeah, I, I was hoping he would hang around for another year. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would have been nice, but at the same time, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not crapping on the guy, but I mean, let's be realistic. When it comes to Tennessee's offense, that's run through Josh Hopple. Wouldn't yeah, you say? I mean, we we all assume that, and and I hope that's the case. Don't get me wrong. I hope Alex Golish is good wherever he goes, but. Uh, Looking back, knowing that he's not going to be here next season, I'm hoping Josh Hopper was the real mastermind behind all that. <laughs> uh, being you both, but <laughs> because <laughs> if they run through Golish, then in my opinion, there's not enough money on the face of the earth not to have offered him to stay. If it truly did run through him, and I don't know that Josh Hopple A and Danny White B would have let him walk for what he's probably getting paid at USF to go and be the actual upfront play caller. Right, right. <clears throat> anyway, so that breaking news that, that just ran across my Twitter feed at 9.55 on Saturday night. So, Well, that just uh, turned my mood. But you know what? We have to... Persevere. We have to go on. We have to move forward. So, moving on. Uh, college football playoff, Chase. What are we looking at? Well, you know, we got we to gotta look at the these conference championship games that, that that's uh, transpired today and, and last night to Friday night and Saturday throughout the day. Um. You know, Utah pulls the upset on USC. Is it really an upset? I mean, according to the rankings and the spread and, you know. According to Vegas, yeah. I get, I got you. But Utah beats USC 47-24. to 24. Oof. Good. Deserved it. Not great. They deserved it. Caleb Williams, a punk. Yeah, he deserved it. I don't know if y'all have seen, um, but he had some experience expletives on his fingernails. Bro, if you want to paint your fingernails, if you want to paint your fingernails, just do that. One hand, he had the F word, and on the other hand, it was Utah. The week before (laughs) that, he had F you, you know, the F word on one hand, and then ND on the other for Notre Dame. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know what, you know what Utah did to him last night? (laughs) <laughs> what was yeah. on his left hand. Yeah. So uh so they're out, right? Done. They're they they can't come back from that. Yeah, in my opinion, they're they're kaput and they're done. All right. So that's that was number four. They're done. USC out. Yeah, and that, that jumps that jumps up uh I mean presumably Ohio State into that four spot. Oh yeah. I mean, good enough. ESPN then, uh, ain't going to let the baby go unnoticed. Yeah, but then the first game of the day today was Kansas State and TCU for the Big 12 championship. That is uh, 100% true. It's we another upset. that game. Upset. Kansas State beat them in overtime, correct? That, yeah, that in overtime. overtime. 
31-28. Kansas State with a huge goal line stand on fourth down in overtime. TCU tried to punch it in. Didn't do it. Uh, Kansas State comes back with their opportunity and ends up kicking a field goal to win it, 31-28. It is what it is. Now, we – I don't know that we necessarily differ, but you think TCU's still in, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, since it was since it was such a close game, I I assume the committee's going to keep them in. But you know, there's also that thought. <clears throat> it's I mean, don't get me wrong. Almighty Dollar is what runs this whole thing, and viewership's <laughs> going to pay out a lot if Alabama. Let me gets tell you in. what viewership wants to see. Viewership wants to see Alabama, not TCU. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Don't get me with every fiber of my being. I hate Alabama. I hate everything about Alabama. The entire state sucks. I hate it, okay? I hate Alabama. I mean, we're not going to give the expletive here on the podcast, but we don't give a... Dang, about the entire state of Alabama. I mean, that, that's that's a song but, for a reason. At the same time, I have to give credit where credit is due. I think Alabama would absolutely mollywop TCU. I agree. Now, that's the question. Do they bump TCU out and put Alabama in? That's the thing. That I mean, at this point, that's what we're looking at. Because TCU has lost, even though it was in overtime, on a neutral side, by three points. It's still L to the number 10 team. Now, granted, Al- Alabama has two losses. But... Are we handing out participation trophies, or are we giving it to the best four teams in the country? I mean, it depends on what the committee decides to look at. If they're if they're taking eye test, if they're taking resume, I don't care. The committee can get bent with what they've got because according to what they got on paper, we should be in over over Alabama. Well, yeah, but that's a topic for maybe today if we get riled up enough. You know, <laughs> I'm riled up. <laughs> I'm done mad. I'm redneck mad. It's mad. I'm mad too. Because I'm telling you what, I I don't know that we might not send a team of 500 people down to Tuscaloosa to set that town on fire if Bama makes it into the college football playoff over us. Yeah, dude. Because not, from what I'm I've not, seen I'm on not, Twitter. I'm not calling for the violence, but dude, I'd be so mad. And well, I would not be so upset if that happened. I would not. <laughs> But, I mean, if you look at what they have set down as parameters, right? Okay. So, Tennessee has the head-to-head. Who's the common opponent? LSU. LSU. They lost LSU. We dog-walked LSU. In Baton Rouge. In Baton Rouge. Who's another common opponent? Vandy. They beat them. Now, granted, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Oh, okay, so so what? You may have backups in. It's 55-3. to three. Well, we beat them 56 to nothing. If you're going to take paperwork for what paperwork is worth, we beat them by more than what you beat them. Yeah, definitely. So what, what re, other than Hendon Hooker being out, what do you have to put them in over us? That's it. I think that's the only reason, uh, other than us having a bigger loss than they do. But, you know, I, I mean... mean we lost to number one. 
They lost to us and LSU, who they were both they were ranked higher than both of those teams, correct? When they yeah. when they lost. Yeah, and then South Carolina, unfortunately. That that one is what it is. And that's but, the thing. I mean, that's that's something that just I mean makes my skin crawl. <laughs> if you beat South Carolina, this is not even a discussion. Yeah. You're in. You, You're in. Or if you don't lose by twenty five. If you lose by three or seven or maybe even ten, that's uh, you're still ranked ahead of them with a shot to get in. You're still ranked ahead of them with a shot to get in. You said it. So the twenty the twenty five point loss really hurts. I mean Tennessee doesn't have anybody but themselves to blame, really. But yeah, if we're gonna talk about what's relevant and what's not, this is relevant. If you're gonna talk about Alabama versus Tennessee, it is what it is. So. But, continuing on, so say Alabama does get in, that obviously opens up for us to go to the Sugar Bowl, because LSU yeah. lost today yeah. by 20, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Lost by 20. So that puts Tennessee versus Kansas State at 11 a.m. kickoff time in New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl. Yep. Now, this is all going to come to unfold tomorrow during the selection process. If Alabama gets in, we're going to the Sugar Bowl. If Alabama does not get in, Tennessee's obviously not going to jump them, so that puts us, what, in the Orange Bowl? In the Orange Bowl to take on what looks like is going to be Clemson. What's that score, by the way? Uh, It's at halftime. Yeah, it it looked like Clemson might be running away with it. So, I mean, I don't know. That one's twenty four really? ten right now as we're as we're recording. I mean, you want to talk about a way to get your name out there? Honest to goodness, either one of these teams. If you're Joe Milton, you want either one of them. Give me either one of them. Yeah, yeah. A Kansas State matchup who just upset number three TCU, or a respectable Clemson team who's. Uh, perennially a really good football team, you know. I mean, I feel like Clemson's been in the playoff, you know, since it started. It's a big name. It's a good name to play against. It's a big name, yeah. And, you know, I would absolutely love nothing more than to shut Dabo up. Me too. He wanted to talk all that smack about how Tennessee was, well, you know, they were overlooking South Carolina, and they, you know, they were, they're going to be flipping burgers, and they're going to be wondering when the SEC <laughs> – you lost to them, too. <laughs> Bro, if you come to the SEC, you're a five-loss team this year. Don't get me started. At least. At least. Listen, I'll, I will be the first to admit, okay, Tennessee is fortunate. We escaped Alabama at home. You know, if that dude doesn't miss the field goal, I don't know that we win that game. Yeah, the odds are definitely stacked against you for that one. <laughs> for sure. We dog-walked LSU, so, you know, that's one thing. We did lose to South Carolina. Um, I tell you what, man, I hate it more than anything in my body. I would love a 100% healthy Hendon Hooker on a neutral side against Georgia. We may not win that game, but I'd love another crack at him. Me too. In the dry weather. <laughs> in the dry weather. Now, that doesn't excuse, you know, what happened. Of course, you know, as we've talked about before, Tennessee was in that game, matter of fact, caused a turnover 
to kind of shift the momentum to us. Um, and then they <laughs> punted it out of bound on our two-yard line, and yep. I feel like that just sucked the wind out of us, really. Yeah, we just kind of fell apart from then on. It just was was not a good game to watch for if you're a Tennessee fan. It, and, and it wasn't. Um, so really, I mean, that's it is what it is. Here goes. So what is it? Halftime, twenty four ten. So Clemson's going to win that game. More than likely. More yeah. than likely. <clears throat> so um, now we're kind of in wait and see mode for for the bowl matchups and college football playoff matchups and and all the things. So you ain't even got to wait, really. I mean, we're talking tomorrow at less than eight hours from now. Yeah, and, and right at eight by the, hours by the time now. by the time people start listening to this, they may already know. We're gonna find out real quick what our matchup is and who our matchup is against. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that all stems from what they do with Alabama and TCU. If they drop TCU and put Alabama in, that that leads us to the Sugar Bowl. If they drop TCU down just one to number four and leave them in, then that puts us in the Orange Bowl. Um, of course, our you know. I'm not going to pick us one way or the other against either team at this point, but uh, I'd like to see where we go first. So, you know. Um, So continuing on with what we normally do for each podcast, uh, for the past four episodes, we've done three picks apiece for the pick segment. So that's what we're going to continue to do. Obviously, uh, today's Saturday. We did not make a pre-Saturday show, so we're going to pick um, just a combination mix of NFL and college basketball to go forward with, um, just to kind of you know keep on with the three and three apiece. I pick three, Chase picks three of whatever we think is going to win, and we're going to continue this whole running thing. Yeah, uh, what's your record I at mean, right now? <laughs> that's Chase. Why did you do that? <laughs> Why, Sorry. why did you did you have to? I had to. So I'm at one and five. Um straight cheeks right now. Not great. Yeah, I'm uh, uh four and two. Much better than <laughs> I'm sitting at. So but nonetheless, let's go ahead and get started. Um You're bringing us below five hundred. Uh, as a, as a as a as a duo here. Uh, I could have went without that. Let's hope I change this, okay? Well, let's, let's do hope it, I change that around. Game one for me, I've got the Green Bay Packers versus Chicago Bears. Rivalry game, right? That's NFL a big time. rivalry game. When you talk about uh dub bears, you know <laughs> that's bears. like <laughs> dub bears, you know, Green Bay and 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 the Bears. So honestly, my pick may be way off because it's hard to judge a rivalry but uh i'm gonna take green bay minus four and a half so green bay to beat chicago by more than four and a half i'm pretty confident in that they have aaron Rodgers. although i will say justin fields has looked pretty good the past couple weeks now he's doing a lot of that with his feet but it don't matter as long as you're putting production up on the scoreboard and that game's in chicago right yes it is Okay. So, I may be eating crow with that one, along with the other five that I have that are L's, but 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with it. Game two. I have the Kansas City Chiefs covering two points, two, not twenty, but two, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. One of my all-time favorite players, honestly, is Joe Burrow. I love him. Okay, love he's, Joe Burrow. He's a stud. I just don't know <clears throat> that they have the weapons and enough to get past Kansas City. Yeah, and this know, game, this game's in Cincinnati too. It is. Now I know I picked the Chiefs minus two, but if you're going to play and you actually gamble, you know, unlike us, we don't. You know, this is not for pro- whatever it is the saying that Chase gives you. <laughs> entertainment purposes only. This is not financial. Yeah, entertainment. Advice. Yes. So, <laughs> even though I picked the Chiefs minus two, I would certainly hammer the over. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. But my official pick is Chiefs minus two over the Bengals. And then over for my under third 53. Pick, over, over. Hammered that over. Yeah. It may be 100. It could be. Watch it be 14 7 or something <laughs> stupid. 14 7 Bengals win, you lose yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my luck. <laughs> um, for my third pick, I'm going with the college basketball. Okay. I have Michigan covering plus nine over Kentucky. So Kentucky is the favorite. They're a nine-point favorite, but I don't feel like they'll beat Michigan by more than nine. I feel like Kentucky has actually struggled against teams with a pulse. Um, But if you've paid attention the last few years in college basketball, that's a John Calipari special. Early on in the season, they struggle, but they always find a way to gather it up. They always find a way into the tournament. And outside of last year where they got beat by St. Peter's, they always end up, you know, at least a couple rounds in. So, early on in the season, I'm taking Michigan. Yeah, and this game's taking place in London, England, too, by the way. So, that... uh... Yep, did not know that. So, the winner of this game is going to be the one that is the least amount of jet lagged. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's probably I did a not good know point. that. Yeah, that's probably a good that. point. Anyway, so that's uh, that's Alex's three picks: uh, minus four and a half Packers versus Bears, minus two Chiefs versus Bengals, and Michigan to cover nine versus Kentucky in London. So uh, going on to mine, I'm going to start off with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles versus Tennessee Titans. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover minus four and a half. That game's taking place in Philly. I don't think four and a half is enough, honestly. I think Philly's going to run away with this one. Jalen Hurts. Seven or more. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has showed something this season that uh, I don't think the Titans can keep up. He's a front runner for the MVP, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, give me that. And uh, my next one is the Dolphins and Niners. The Dolphins are eight and three on the year, I think. And the Niners are seven and four, if I'm not mistaken. This game is uh, in San Francisco. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus four and a half, though. I just think uh, they're a better team. I think two is a better quarterback. You got Tyreek Hill. I just think in general, this this matchup's probably better for the Dolphins, seeing as Debo Samuel's questionable tomorrow. I mean, he 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 might play. Um. But 
but even then, on Jimmy G? Yeah, I, I'm still I'm still picking the Dolphins to cover plus four and a half. And then <clears throat> for my last one, I'm taking uh, the Chargers and Raiders game. I'm actually going to go Chargers money line on on this one. You know the uh, Josh Palmer, former ball VFL, Justin Herbert. I mean, it's just this has been a great connection all season there. In Los Angeles, not not San Diego anymore. It's in Los Angeles. Ain't that crazy? Why are we getting all the teams in Los Angeles now? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they need That's two. Crazy. The Raiders moved to what Las Vegas? Yes. And they was like, you know what? We need another California team. Let's throw the. I mean. Let's just move all the teams to California. Let's just move them all. Yeah, this game is being played in Vegas at the Raiders' new stadium, and uh, it, I don't, I don't particularly see this one being close. The line is uh, Raiders two and a half. I, I went back and forth on whether I'm taking the Chargers money line or the Chargers plus two and a half, and uh, <clears throat> I decided on Chargers money line because I'm that confident that I think they'll. They'll, uh, they're going to win this, and they're probably going to win it pretty big. I think you're right. I mean, the only thing is if Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have a huge connection. Although I will say, in our fantasy league last week, Josh Jacobs got yeah. me 52 points. <laughs> yeah. With he- like 5,000 rushing yards. He was on my team last so, year, and I'm sad I didn't pick him up this year after that. I'm glad you didn't pick him up because I needed him. So, um, <clears throat> I, you, I'm not, I'm not 100 percent with you. I do think that the Chargers win, but I don't think that it's by that big of a margin. But I do think they pull out a win, even though it's on the road. Um, so that's a to me, in my opinion, that's a that's a good pick. I I love it. Because it don't matter when you talk money line, it don't matter if it's by one or a hundred. Money line's money line. Yeah, I mean, you just got to win the ball game, and I, th- I think they're going to do that, and I think they're going to do it pretty easily, in my opinion. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my three picks for the week, and uh, I'm four and two. Let's hope let's hope, let's hope to make it seven and two after this week for me. <laughs> well, I hope to move to four and five. You understand if I win every game I pick, I'm still. <laughs> Below five hundred, still below five hundred. That's not good. Still man. below five hundred. That is not good. Not great, so, Bob. Not great, Bob. Um, but you know, best luck to everybody. Um, let's let's hope that we we all win everything that we've put out there. I win my three. You win your three. And for all of you guys listening, if you do bet, then great for you. I hope that you win everything that you've placed. Um, for this upcoming week, like I said, we do have a game tomorrow against Alcorn State. Did uh, you say Acorn? Don't know Is that what you said. Acorn, Alcorn, St. Mary's School, Blind, Deaf, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> balls by Fitty. Um, balls by, hope legitimately maybe by Fitty. I don't know. <laughs> um, probably won't do a post game. Uh, I would I would assume there's not yeah, really enough. I don't think there's to, a reason for a post game unless you know so, we get upset in that game or. Something yeah. massive happens we need to talk about. I, I don't expect yeah, yeah. a post-game podcast for that one. I agree. So we may only, do. We'll, it might only be like five minutes long. Yeah. So we'll probably do one 
maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, somewhere around yeah. there, uh, to cover Sunday's game and Wednesday's game and probably talk about where the college football playoff has ranked everybody and talk about the upcoming bowl games and talk about where Tennessee has landed, the top four, who did they put in, who did they leave out, who deserved to be in, who deserved to be out, you know, all of that good stuff. So <clears throat> Um, regardless, even though Tennessee's not playing football, we do have two basketball games, a lot coming up, a lot to go over. Um, so we will be talking to you guys um, coming up this week, a little later, I would say probably Thursday, Friday, somewhere around in there. So we'll cover everything we need to talk about. Uh, but for Episode 5, that is all we have to say. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for everything. And uh, we'll talk to you later this week. See y'all. Yeah, thanks for tuning in.